sometimes we hear, we just look at the word and we just hear the word and we, it just becomes redundant sometimes. And then when you just begin to bust things open, you know, I like to do word studies because word studies opens the word up to me. It's the best way to study the Bible, I think. You know, you know the historical context, but I, as I go through and understand what every word begins to mean, then something begins to trigger in, in me and the spirit begins to stir things in me. And so that's what happened to me this week. And I'm just going to let you guys listen along <laughs> because I know, listen, we're, we're living, I'm excited because I feel like what God is doing now, listen, and by the way, you know, we talked about the YouTube and all the social media things. We're going to be revamping the, um, just adjusting myself for a second. It was bothering me during worship. Um, we're going to be revamping the, just kind of, we're going to have a little facelift on the media stuff, okay? And, and uh, we're going to re be redoing the website. Um, and I'm looking forward to this next season. Ready? We just left a crazy year, right? But I learned, you, you should have learned a lot through 2020. How many learned a lot during 2020? I mean, I really believe that the Lord, you know, through all the prophetic stuff and all these things, and, you know, we're still waiting through all the prophecies and all the things that were spoken, but I truly believe that the Lord has something of, of greatness for 2021 and going onward because the, the Lord the Lord of King, uh, the Lord King Jesus is ready to explode on the scene if we would just begin to cooperate in a fresh way uh, daily, ready? And I'm excited about what God's doing corporately, but then, then I get this like gnawing feeling that we just need to get out and God needs to open things up and, and, and meaning bring in the harvest. And so I, I am just excited and how many know that the, the Bible is just filled with truth that you just don't see? <laughs> How many know that the Bible is filled with truth that you just don't see? And the Lord is trying to bring the church into a whole nother place where, we can, where he begins to unveil and open up those things that have been concealed and move us into a, a, not just so that we can have revelation. Listen, when people know, when we, ready, what's the scripture? It says, Ah, here it is. Proverbs 25, it says, It's the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings to search out a matter. And I truly believe that God is calling every one of you, not just myself. Not, you know, I huddle down and I begin to write and I begin to study things. But listen, daily, you can just go after one word and one verse, and I'm telling you, God will explode something on your heart. And so I want you to be really hungry for the word because something that the Lord wants to do, it's all found in the word. I love prophecy. I just read it. Do not despise prophecy. But the prophetic movement needs to begin to move in such a way that everything is lining up with the, with the word of God. And I know the Bible is opening other things up to us that we have not seen yet. So get ready to just see. But there's, a, there's an uncovering and he wants to uncover uh, every hiding place, but I want you to get ready to explore, to search out, to discover, to begin to probe, and to, and to sound. We did this thing when we used to jump off the quarries and jump, I used to jump off a pretty high wall, and it actually you could touch the bottom, and it was in Marblehead, and we'd jump into this circle of rocks, but we'd send someone down to sound off. That means you know where the spot to jump is. I'm going to sound off for you tonight. I'm going to tell you right where to jump. 
because there's something about that, to know the safe place, right? To know where the depths are. And God wants us to be leaping by faith into what God's calling us to in this hour. And that is deep calls under deep. That means I would get in the deep spot where there was no rocks. And I'd say, come down here. This is the place to jump. Off a 35-foot drop. But come on. It's part of faith. I grew up by the quarries in Rockport, so I just can't help it. But... I'm excited because I know the Lord wants to reveal some things. So I'm going to just read this scripture for you once anyway, and I'll probably rehash it a thousand more times tonight. So, and I want to just look at really the context. But it says, now he does this three times. He uses this word again in the New King James Version. He says again, after he had a long after he began to speak about the, the wheat and the tares growing together, but he, previous to that, he was speaking about the word of God being a seed. How many of you know Jesus gave us parables to uncover truth? I mean, I don't want to bore you tonight, but I want you to have a reality that parables were given to us so that he could utter things. The Bible says that he would utter truths from the foundation of the world. He would speak parables that he would begin to utter and speak forth truth that was from the beginning, from the very cosmos, from the development of the foundations of the world. And how many think we need to know those things, maybe? Do you want to know? It's like God who created everything gave us this place where we can step into and it's, it is the place of revelation. So I just, again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field which a man found and hid for, the jo- for joy over it. He goes and sells all that he has and buys the field. How many have read that before? I think I need someone to go back and turn down the heat because I'm cooking and I don't, I'm here, but I'm feeling it. And I know what happens when the heat comes. You all start falling asleep. So turn it down to 60. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You'll all be freezing in here. No one will be paying attention. But I'm just encouraged by this. So here we go. I just want to talk about Jesus for a minute because I want you to realize that he is the treasure. I'm going to be really simple tonight, but there's, there's some things that I want us to see because there's, there's some things that I think that are hidden that God wants us to discover, and there's some things that God is pulling us into intentionally to discover, right? Some of it's accidental, but some of it's, it's really intentional. How many have found things accidentally? Usually in Scripture, that's how I find things. Like, it's like, whoops, I found it. And then I'll look at the same Scripture, and I'll say, whoops, I found something else. And really, that's how the Lord works. When we, even, even me finding him, <laughs> anyone in this room, like, it's like, I was in a collision to find him, but I didn't know it. So I found God, not accidentally, but on purpose, but it was kind of by accident. Why? Because there was a storm of things that happened that pushed me into a corner, and then I said, God, I need some, I need you I need someone to get me out of this because I, I'm, I'm out. I'm tapped. 
all my strength, all the things that I knew, God, you need to come and rescue me. And, and as, as, as someone having a lot of co- confidence in what they thought they knew they were doing, anyone in there? That we knew, we thought we knew what we were doing, and then God says, no, I'm going to just hijack you and make you, mess you up so that you realize that you don't know what you're doing, and you don't, you're, it's not in your strength, but it's in my strength that you do all these, that I'm, I'm going to open things up to you so that you can walk in my strength. So I know this, that the Lord has given us, he's what? Given us the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. And I talked about this a couple weeks ago. Stewardship. How many have become better stewards since two weeks ago? One person. Man, all right. Someone want to take my job? <laughs> One person? Come on. If you, if, listen, you got to heed the word. You can't come in here. Oh, now I'm going to get on you. you. We can't come into the house of God. We can't come into the presence of the Lord and him say something. And you're saying, well, it's Miles that said it. Well, no, I, I pray. I wait. I wait upon the Lord so that I can release something for you so that it's something that you can take home and go and grab and eat. Come on, you want to eat the scrolls. And so I want you to eat stewardship. And see, we're having an issue with a, with a whole generation that doesn't like anything about stewardship. I'll get into that at the end. It's not just a pick on a generation. It's all of us. You know, All of us have this, seem to think that we don't have to do anything to get anything. And I'm not saying that God's a, we, we're working for God. No, I, I, I do my daily disciplines. Why? Because they, then they flow into being devotion. Some of you will get that later. Disciplines become devotion later because we do, I don't do to get, but I do because I know that this is good for me, so I'm going to eat this. And I begin to do those things so that, listen, when I, when I begin to savor and begin to taste and chew on what God's doing, then I become delighted in what I'm doing. It goes from devotion to delight. That wasn't even, that's for free. But the reality is, I want to be in the delight of God. I don't want to be in a working mode all the time. And stewardship, listen, as we steward, am I yelling? I feel like I am. You know, the Holy Spirit wants us to be in this place of of delight. He wants you to delight in everything that you do before him. He wants you to delight in winning and sharing people, you know, sharing Jesus with people. He wants you to delight in that. He doesn't want you to be afraid of it. He wants that to be like knowledge in your life that you just can't get enough of. And I'm going to show you even in this parable that God is calling us to live in the field. Oh, he, it, the, the harvest is so costly. I'm getting ahead of myself, but I can't help it. The harvest is so costly that God's saying, will you buy into it? That's just one of the sublines. But I just felt like God was like ah, inside of me this, today. And I'm like, God, I'm unsettled. Sometimes I get unsettled. That means God wants to do something outside of me and bring something. So I just, I really feel like tonight God wants to unpack something so that you receive it. So the kingdom of heaven is like, and what is it like? It's like, that means the you know, Jesus does this all through. Uh, he says this again, the kingdom of heaven is like a pearl that's lost. The kingdom of heaven is like. How many times does he say the kingdom of heaven is like? That means he's assimilating something, a truth that he's about to give us, and he's about to open it up so that we take it, and it's really only one little tiny little scratch of what the kingdom of heaven is like. The kingdom of heaven is like. And so I read this this, this week, and I began to, like, cry. 
literally. I'm at my desk, and I'm weeping, and I'm saying, God, what is this? I, I want the treasure. God, I want all the treasure. I don't want a little bit of the treasure. I want to buy in 100%. Am I fully given over? And I know I scream this from the housetop, from the rooftop, from every top that I can. I want to buy in 100%, don't you? Come on, we have to buy in to what God's plan is, not buy into a system, not buy into religion, not buy into anything else other than Him. Amen. Listen, He is the treasure. He is the one. He is the one that is all-powerful, amazing. He glows with glory. He, 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 there's nothing that lacks in Jesus. And if we would just believe that tonight, that we don't lack one thing in Christ. We don't lack one thing. Every healing in this room is a done deal because of him, because that's who he is. He's the healer. He went about healing all. It didn't say some. It said all. The only place he couldn't do miracles was the place that, where, where there was unbelief. And that was his hometown because prophets aren't honored there. Lord, help me. But I realize that God's saying so many things. I don't want to accidentally step into things, but I want to intentionally go after him. So somewhere along the line, he says this, the kingdom of heaven is, is like treasure hidden in a field. And I had this thought, maybe, just maybe, just maybe there's this picture, right, that Jesus had that he's trying to convey that someone's just walking in a field. And that's because when I, when I read this, I immediately put myself in the, in the field. Do you? Yeah. Or do you just read it as a story? No, you have to put yourself in the field. Amen. And you have to say, well, how did... Because it didn't say that all of a sudden... You know, it doesn't say he tripped over it. It just says all of a sudden he discovered. He, he, began, he found it. It was hidden. It wasn't any, it was just there in plain sight? Or did he have to go around a tree and down through a cave and where did he have to go to find it? Well, it's just a story. Mark. No, no, <laughs> no. I know he said it in the parable as a picture, but I'm saying to you, how do you find the things of God? How do you encounter Jesus? Do you search for him? Do you look for him? Is it intentional? Or accidental? And the answer is both. Because sometimes God, when in your weakest moment, he just shows up and you're not looking for anything. Sometimes you're minding your own business. And I can testify of like crazy prophetic encounters that happen like this in frustration, just sitting there, lean back, say, God, you can speak. And he just, boom, shows up in my room. Like literally, heavens, like the roof of my house is gone. And the heavens are open. Literally, I'm not lying. I'm telling you this is the truth. And that was in a place of, I don't care what you do. Go ahead, do something. Come on, don't you want that? So what I'm saying is, I like the intentional and I like the accidental. And this is how God wants us to find him. Because we, guess what? Discovery is amazing. Don't you understand that? Discovering Jesus is the most amazing thing that we can do. Discovering him in a brand new way is awesome, but discovering him by accident is even better. Like, I like all the things, like if, if I'm pursuing and God reveals things, but the best time is when accidentally I find him. It's awesome. And it happens, I can give you, it's, it's both the same way. Because all, so many times he just wants to come in and just show up and show off. 
Like so many times that I've seen him really invade, and, he, and I'm like, God, I have no words of knowledge. I have nothing to, to, to do. Like we were, at a, we were praying for the sick at, at a, when we were overseas, and I can remember this distinctly because I said, I got nothing. Same thing with a woman who got her knee reconstructed. I got nothing, God. Just go pray. Watch me do something. Can I say to you, even in the healing gift, <laughs> you can be intentional and you can be accidental. Can I say this about the prophetic gift? That sometimes we're thinking it's not us. Sometimes we think it's us. <laughs> sometimes you think that it's yourself and it didn't come by God breath. And I'm telling you that both, both ways that God shows up, because if he shows up, and I'm not talking about him showing up, not having a bogus word for someone. I'm talking about just releasing a word and then boom, people's lives are changed because of the gift of prophecy. Amen. Despise not prophecy. I wasn't going to preach about this tonight. Don't despise prophecy. We're getting a little bit turned off by prophetic words now. What's truth? What's not truth? Let's analyze. Let's go by committee. I'm quiet my mouth on that one. No, and I, I just don't think God said two or three prophesy. The others? Oh, I wasn't going there. Why am I going there? I just have to go there. I feel like, you know, there's a lot of things that are in, under confusion right now. Yeah. I was just reading it the other day. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, was I just there? Anyway, I'm going to stop. I'm going to keep going. I just feel like here's the, here's the deal. Here's what's happening. We want to evaluate everything. And I do believe that there's truth that have, has yet to be seen in the prophetic things that have been said. Truth that has been hidden. Things that have been denied and stolen. I'll say those things. But the Bible says this about the prophetic word. It says, two or three of you prophesy... The others judge. Judge. That means we are, you're powerful. <laughs> okay, Jesus is powerful. Let's just get over it, right? Jesus is powerful inside of you, right? Is that the truth? Someone nod. Jesus is powerful inside of you. And what Jesus wants us to do is, get, is step in to the prophetic counsel and judge. It's okay to judge because that's what the Bible says to do. Judge the words. Begin to analyze the words, but not by committee to say what's true and what's not true, right? You, you, there's things that have been said, right, over your life. Now, let's just put it down to personal prophetic ministry. I'm talking about, we're talking about treasure here because prophetic ministry is treasure over your life. Is that not Correct. It, Jesus is the ultimate treasure, but 
There's so many other things that can go in this thing of intentional prophetic treasure over your life. So I'm going to touch this for a moment. The, real, the, real, the reality is that he wants us to judge that which is spoken over us. That's why when people get nervous, that was a bogus word. Okay, if it didn't, if it didn't bear witness to you, then you don't have to receive it. And prophets, when it's not received, don't push it. I'm talking personal prophecy. There's a reality that the Lord wants us to not quench anything that's happening by the Spirit, right? And He wants us to live from that. So like treasure, I want you to see what treasure, what does treasure look like? It's really what's stored up and has incredible value. Right? What do you value? This goes back to stewardship again. I didn't plan on it this way, but this could be part two. The, the reality is God wants us to live in this place where we steward everything that we receive. And that's why when he found the field and he found the treasure, he went and hid the treasure. He didn't go flaunt the treasure, tell everyone it's there because that's how it gets stolen. But he hid it in land, in a field, and then went back and bought it. It's been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom, hasn't it? Right? Because you're disciples. So whoever has, to him will be, more will be given. Right? And you will have an abundance. So I want you to take what God gives you. Ready? And I want you to put it before him and say, God, I'm going to put this in my heart in such a way that I'm going to hide it. Ready? Because some of us, we receive the word and we don't hide the word in our heart. Oh, Jesus talked about that in a couple, couple chapters before, about the word getting stolen. And he's saying, just put it in your heart, receive what I'm going to do. Ready? Because we want to discover Jesus and his majesty. Why? Because he's hidden. And the word hidden is, a, is an interesting word. It's crypto. How many know what quip, cryptocurrencies are? <laughs> it's interesting. Because you try to explain to people what cryptocurrencies are, and you're like, well, I don't know what it is. It exists, but it's, it's digital. You can't see it. That's the thing about cryptocurrency. You can't find it, so you can't steal it. Crypto is what? The, the, it means this, made invisible, kept safe, protected, kept secret. Caused something not to be known. Right? So you have technology that hides. It's just the whirlwind behind it that hides it, keeps it hidden. And I'm telling you, this is so good. This is about revelation right now. I want you to see. And this is even about Jesus. When you hide Jesus, when you hide the Lord in your heart, when you begin to take him into yourself, when you begin to completely give yourself to him, listen, you must hide him in your heart. You must bury him in your heart. You must allow him to be hidden in your heart. And I'm, I'm not saying that you don't ever speak uh, the word or, or declare his goodness or evangelize or try to share your faith. I'm not saying that, but everything that happens, everything that would come against you, everything that would try and steal the words of Jesus over your life, you need to guard. Yeah. 
Now, here's what we find in the body of Christ, that things are easily stolen. And we forget who we are, and we forget who God created us to be. He created you, he formed you, he redeemed you, he's turned you into a brand new person. Remember that. Because when we forget that, we forget why we're here. You forget your assignment. You, you become a, a, a poor steward with everything God's given you, and you don't walk it out. Come on, this is a destiny word for people tonight. I'm telling you, God is trying to open us up so that we can hear what he's saying, and he wanna, wants us to see the field and do nothing else but buy out for the field. Why? Because I've taken what he's given me, and I bring it to a geographical location. I know it sounds weird. I just want you to go with me. And I dig a hole and I bury it. Why? So that I can come back and I can go, I'm going to buy that lot right there. I just buried $25 billion in, in the field. And no one knows about it. But I'll buy that for $5,000. This is what Jesus is saying. Do you see? So what is the, what is the kingdom value to you? I'm going to ask you tonight, is the kingdom valuable to you, or is everything else out there good, more value? No, this is where, this is where this, the rubber meets the road, because I'm telling you, if everything else is of more value, even everything that's going on, listen, God is, God is into government. God is not in politics. Politics is a spirit. I'm telling you, politics, it's a political spirit that's ruling. And God wants his government to come up and rise up. It's a spirit. And I want you to see what is valuable. Listen, so get your mind off of the politics and onto the kingdom. Because here's the thing. Jesus said, the king, my kingdom is not of this world. So what do we do with that? What do we do with that? My kingdom's not of this world because why? Because I'm ruled in a different way. I'm legislated in a different, completely different realm. I legislate that way. So if we think it's going to go politically correct for us, save it. No, I'm telling you truth tonight because I, I really feel like we need to discover Jesus, his majesty, and his ways. What did it say? It said Moses, it says he made his ways known to Moses, but his acts to the children of Israel. Listen, I don't want to just know his acts. I want to know his majesty. I want to know his power. I want to know his presence. I don't, you know, we, I just said this before, but I realize that signs, wonders, miracles bring people to the, to the Lord. It heals the body. It does amazing things. But ultimately, we need to know God's ways. We need to know who he is. We need to take who he is and put him right here. Because really, where is the field? The field's right here. The field is your heart. The question is, who owns your heart? <laughs> oh, who purchased your heart? Yeah. So there's... Intentional and accidental discovery. There's the discovery of Jesus, his majesty, and his ways. And then there's discovery 
in the wild. And I'm going to re-hit this now because I want you to just look at a couple things. Cause really, the meaning of field is translated pretty much across the board everywhere you see it in Scripture, except for a couple places is called it's field or, you know, planting or something like that. Two places. Ready? Two places it's not. It says this. It's Matthew chapter 3 and verse 4. And you're going you're gonna to freak out because this is just not, this is not like off the charts as to what this means. Now John himself was clothed with camel hair and a leather belt around his waist. And his food was locusts and wild honey. The wild honey is the same word as field. I just want us to just work, work with me for a second with a little bit of creativity on the word because I truly feel that there's something in that that spoke to me. First of all, he ate locusts and wild honey. While honey, honey is a picture of revelation, and, and, I, and it's, listen, it's not tame. How many have ever heard of the dove as the Holy Spirit? How many have ever heard of the wild goose as the Holy Spirit? <laughs> okay, why, why? It's, it's two separate birds, right? And then you can't even find wild goose in Scripture. I'm just going to tell you that. But the, but the Celts, they used to refer to the Holy Spirit as the wild goose, why? Because the wild goose will chase you. The dove will just land on you gently. But the wild goose will chase you. The wild goose will pursue you. The wild goose is unpredictable. Can I say something about the field that we're supposed to go by? It's a field that should be a place of unpredictability. To allow God to do whatever he wants to do, whenever he wants to do it. We need to get out of predictable lifestyles, predictable things. And I'm not talking, listen, listen, some of you like your boxes and you like the things, you know, perfect. And I'm just, ask these people over here. I just like, I'm that way, that way, that way. I'll just do stuff, right? I like my times. I I like certain things a certain way. But I don't care if we change things on the fly. I want God to move in this place on the fly. Here's what I'm going to say to you tonight, because this all has to do with where we go from here. I want God to do what he wants to do when he wants to do it. And I'm willing to let go and let the wild goose chase me. <laughs> Come on, let him chase you. He should, don't, you should want the, and it's, there was something about the goose too that they used to, it actually would smell the enemy coming coming. Believe that or not, they, has, they have a good sense of smell. I didn't even know that. I just found out crazy facts this week, right? <laughs> Who the heck knew that? Can smell the enemy coming. Don't you think that the Holy Spirit knows when the enemy's trying to get you, when he's trying to assault you, when he's trying to, uh, come on, mess you up and discourage you? He smells that, and he's trying to call you into a place where you allow him to chase you. How many want to be chased by the Holy Ghost? I want to be chased by God. Come on. That's that intentional and accidental. I'm chasing you. I'm going to find you. I'm going to search you out. And God's, this is why I love this about God, that he wants me more than I want him. He wants you more than you want him. Oh, he's chasing you. He's after you. There's no reason to be discouraged, even when you feel like you had a bad day and didn't go well. Come on, God's after you. He wants you in the wild. 
He wants you living in that place. He wants you to know him as the unpredictable one. Come on, all you people that like everything predictable. Forget about it. Forget about it. He wants an unpredictable relationship with you. Come on, even in marriage, it's good when it's not always predictable. Come on, boys and girls. I'm telling you, there has to be a dimension of our relationship that needs to be unpredictable with God and allow him to do whatever he needs to do at any moment. Amen. Come on, if, that, if you're afraid, then someone needs, I'll pray for you at the end. But I'm telling you, there needs to be a place where we're not afraid. Because, come on, the goose knows best. <laughs> The Holy Spirit knows best. The Holy Spirit knows what I need better than I know what I need. I think I know what I need, but you know what you need, and you need Him. And I'm telling you, there's this incredible, incredible reality that He wants to be in this place. Remember, John describes Him like this. He blows with the wind. <laughs> Come on, you missed that scripture? He blows to and fro like the wind. What's predictable about the wind? <laughs> Thank you. And then what? He comes with power. And let's not be afraid of God's power. Listen, the field, I want the whole field. I want what comes with the field. I want what comes with the wild field. I want every goose that's in the field to be chasing me. No, I'm not kidding you. Ready? Here's a good goose story. <laughs> no, it was one of the guys that was working for me. He was just going to get, get uh, checked out for something that was going on with his body, and he was going to the, uh, to the medical center, and he's walking there, and he sees the goose. He sees actually a few of them, and they just, you know, they're ornery. They're ornery, and they just, and he looks, and he goes, that thing's not coming after me, and he starts moving a little faster. Well, then by the time he's running, and he's running for the door. Now, come on, he's my size. And, and he's running in the door and closing the door behind him, and they're up against the window. That's how God pursues you. Come on, not being mean, not making you fearful. But some of you get nervous when God gets close. Don't be afraid when God gets close. Can we shut that down? We're asking the Lord to, let's just pray for that right now. Yeah, put your hands in the air. We're going to ask the Holy Spirit for that, and I'll finish up. But Holy Spirit, we thank you. Lord, we want, we're asking for the wild goose. Lord, I thank you for the dove. I thank you for the spirit that comes gently. But Lord, we're asking for the wild goose to come in such a way that, Lord, we are not afraid of what you're about to do. I thank you for unpredictability. <laughs> I thank you for taking over meanings when we don't even know. Lord, I thank you for, for making us uh, uh, people that are just given over completely to what you want to do at any moment. And so I thank you, Lord. Lord, we want that, person, that personality of you that comes after us and chases us. Lord, bring it. Come on, just tell them bring it. Yeah, bring it. Yeah. Yeah, he's the one who chases. And then see, what I realize is that that's things that seem foolish to us become wise in the sight of God, right? That's that part of God that I want you to see. Listen, the field, the place where God wants us to hide all the treasure, 
is that place of unpredictability. It's that place that looks completely foolish. Who's going to, I want, I'd rather be foolish for God than have it all together and miss him. This is the problem, right? We get, we get, I, I talked about this before, but when we, be, when we lose, what was the word? It actually was, un, yeah, when we become domesticated, yeah. right? God never designed you to be domesticated. Oh, come on. Everyone's like, what are you talking about? I'm telling you, God never designed us to be domesticated in our relationship with him. He wanted a, a, the ability to step in, step out, to do crazy, wild things. And whatever that looks like, like I'm, a, I'm allowing, I want to allow the Lord to just come and show up, like in my office, show up in my office whenever you want, show up on a walk, show up when I'm at the, at the counter of the drugstore, buying my stuff. <laughs> yeah. So as we, trade, uh, as we trade worldly security for radical obedience, how many want to do that? Yeah. Judgment for mercy. I like mercy. And our life for his life, because I'd rather have him. And I just want to go, and you know, I feel like, and we want to just chase, <laughs> can you chase the wild goose? What does that look like? <laughs> to embark on any adventure. Upside, see, God's kingdom is upside down. Yeah. It's not all good and, you know, nice and calm. It's not. Heaven is not calm. <laughs> Read Revelation, chapter 1 through 3, 7, whatever. Read it all. You read the book of Revelation, you realize that heaven is not calm. And it's not quiet like a monastery. I mean, it may be at some point. But you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand? Yes. So I just want us to be in this, and then there was this cool little, I don't know, I found this, it's a poem, I guess. It says, Great Spirit, wild goose of the Almighty, be my eye in the dark places. Be my flight in the trapped places. Be my host in the wild places. Be my brood in the barren places. Be my formation in the lost spaces. So this is really good because, listen, when you are trapped, if you don't let God loose, you're, gonna, you're not going to get out. Come on, God has to come in and step in if we just allow him to come. Ready? The, my host in the wild places, I love that because God wants to do whatever he wants to do at any moment. So I'm, in, I'm encouraging you. And, and discovery, ready? This last point, it's worth the cost. And so this is what I just want to step on because, you know, it says here that when he, he it says found, that word found means to discover, to learn the location of something, to attain, implying discovery, and to begin to experience God wants you to begin to experience him. Some of you have not been experienced joy. Some of you have not been experiencing hope. Listen, all this, all this nonsense with the politics has caused a lot of hope and joy to fall out of people's lives. 
Come on, someone say amen. I just want you to realize where, where we are. Ready? Because the Lord says, be filled with joy. Be filled with peace. Be filled with hope. Come on, hope. We need hope. You need to walk in hope, and you need to take the one who's full of hope and put him right here. Live with him. Not be denied. The one that's all full of joy. It says that he had more joy than all his brethren. Oh, my God. He had more joy. Even Can I say it? Even it, it was the joy that set before him that he gave himself for the cross. That is just, can you eat? receive it? For the joy set before him. It was the joy that he went to the cross. It was the joy of seeing that he would save all of humanity, that he wanted to give his life. He wanted to pour out his blood for you. He wanted to do something. He wanted to give you every abundant thing for you. Come on, abundance is from God. And abundance, let's just start with those things. Joy, peace. <laughs> all these things. And he wants you to buy into the field. So there's this thing. I, I really feel like <sighs> I'd be wise with my words. I'd be wise with my words. I'm on camera. I just feel ready. I'll just read the scripture to calm down for a second. <laughs> Isaiah 55.1 said this, right? Because he went and bought the field. So just think of this, right? He, he found it and he bought the field. He went to buy the field. Because why? Because of joy. See, it's joy that he goes and he buys the field. He has this revelation and when he realizes what he's found, he says, I'm going to, I'll spend everything that I can go get the field now. I will spend every single thing, everything I've known, every, all my reputation, I'll spend it all. Most of us won't spend our reputation. No, there's people in this room that have spent their reputation just because they went after God more radically than people around them. And I'm telling you, God is calling a body, not just one or two. He's calling, I'll call it a remnant, but it's going to be a bigger remnant than you think because there's more out there than you think. And the Holy Spirit wants you to live from this place of divine joy, that you live from this joy, that you will spend everything that will, it will cost you. It will never, ever be enough because you can't do enough. You can't ever do enough to get God's love. Oh, he doesn't want you to, to do it like that. He wants you to just enjoy and live in the joy. And, and the, those things that were set before him, he gave his life. So I just want you to, to, to get this. Isaiah 55, 1 says, Ho, everyone who thirsts. That's where that charismatic thing came from. Ho! Yeah. Everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come buy and eat. Yes, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Listen, it will cost you everything, but it doesn't cost you a thing. Oh. <laughs> Come on, that's really good news. Oh, I'm going to kick the pulpit in a minute. Revelation 3.18. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire. That you may be, what? Rich. 
sentence before that, he says, I see you're naked, you're cold, blind, and naked, and you need to buy from me. I remember posting this, and someone was saying, are you saying, are you saying that I have to do something? I love you. I'm sorry for sarcasm. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, it's for sarcastic remarks. I'm sorry. Ready? We don't have to buy, but we have to give ourselves completely. All right? That we may be clothed, that sh- the shame of our nakedness may not be revealed, and, an- and, it will, and we- our, no- our eyes will be anointed with eyesob that we may see. Ready? I'm telling you, this is good news. Tori, you're going to have to come help me. I, that might have been a record preaching for me. But I'm not quite done, so I just want you to help. I want us to realize the church has a drug of choice. You know what the church's drug of choice is? Comfort. Come on, think about it with me for a second. We like fast food. We don't like waiting on anything. We want to possess everything really fast. Come on, look at us with the internet. and You know, we're going through, I, get, I wonder how many average pictures you look at. Don't worry about the trash. I don't know what's going on back there. All of a sudden we have an <laughs> epidemic. But I, I, I realize that ultimately we want everything bef- on consignment, right? I want it, I'll, I'll take it, and I'll pay for it later. Although we never want to pay for it. So I just want us to, to just ask the Lord right now because I really believe, I truly believe, God's about to do something in our generation. That's beyond what we've seen before, but you have to be willing to buy the whole field. See, I want, I don't, you can't get to the promise without the process. I'll say it again. You can't get to the promise without the process. And there's some people in here that need to hear that. We can't get to the promise until the process has taken place. And the process is what it costs me. And really, it's a small price. It's really free. It goes back to being free. And God wants to do something in America right now. But the church, the church, needs to be willing to pay the price. Needs to be willing to put up the cost. Needs to be willing to buy the field so that we can harvest the field. Oh, I truly feel like this is the word from the Lord for us tonight. If we would just, it's crazy, right? So we do church, right? And, the, and, and I said to, I was having conversations this week. I'm like, how do you get people to buy into the vision? And the Lord said to me, you get them to buy into the kingdom. And you get them to purchase all the kingdom that they can purchase. And they'll fly. They'll go. Listen, 
It's not about convincing you of anything. Listen, God wants to, I, I truly believe in the spring and the summer when the things start opening up, I'm, and I'm not even talking whether with masking or not masking because I'm not doing any of it. But the reality is, I know God wants to move us into a place where we're harvesting because we've sold out to the harvest. And there has to be some place inside of us that in 2021, you're saying, I am I'm bought in. I'm all in. Every card, all of my money, all my chips, I'm going in. And I don't want to miss one thing that God has. Because let me tell you about the treasure in that field. Listen, you're not in this to have another feel-good, you know, self-help. I'll be healed one day. No, no. I love you, but no. I want you healed. I want you whole. But I'm telling you, as you press into the kingdom, as you put everything in and you say, Jesus, I give you everything. Jesus, I want you to take everything. Jesus, I put all the things I value and I'll put it all in so that I can gain you. And when I gain you, everything that holds me back is destroyed. It's utterly destroyed because the anointing comes in such a way that you cannot be denied because God will come. Listen, don't ever... up, don't back off. Step in. Chase the goose. He wants to come and chase you. He's looking for you. You can't be denied. God wants you to step into that place. The quick thing is never the right thing. I promise you. The next field that might have the place where I'll step up a little higher and I can get a little platform, it doesn't work. That looks good over there. Maybe it's over here. No, the field is right here. The field is right where your feet are. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. And the treasure is right before you. Actually, we have this glory. It's the hope of glory that's inside of us. That if we really want to talk about where the field is, it's right there. It's in your heart. It's in the places that, listen, you have not given some of the places in your heart over to him. That's why you stumble. That's why you go into depression. That's why you go backwards when you're stepping forwards. That's why things go backwards and forwards and flux and up and down. And, and, we, and we struggle with depression and we struggle with hopelessness and we struggle with when's my time coming? When's my business going to burst? When's Listen, just give it all to him. Oh, I'm being strong tonight all of a sudden. But I realize this is what it's about. Listen, God wants you to step into it and not be denied. Tonight, you cannot be denied. So stand with me. Let's just stand.
just thank you. Thank you for every person in this place, God. I thank you, God. Lord, we're stepping in. We're, we're buying in. We're, we're no longer addicted to comfort. <laughs> All our comfort's found in you. <laughs> All the things that we need is in you. So I, I just thank you tonight for what you're about to do in this room to people and certain people. And I'm just going to encourage you even now, just come come down. If you, if you feel like the Lord's speaking to you, if, if you feel like the Holy Spirit's on you and pressing you, just come. Don't even wait. Just come. And, and we're going to believe that the Holy Spirit will, will impart something tonight. And, and I don't think it's by the... You know, the hands being laid on, I do believe that you can receive impartation. But I know God's trying to bring us in to new places. Listen, we can't, we can't stay on one side. You have to just move across the river. You want the promise, you have to put the ark on your shoulders, per se, and begin to step into the water. I believe we're living in a time right now that God will just do it if we just surrender with joy. Come on. It's really surrender with joy, right? I probably said this a thousand times, but it's surrendering with joy. Like, I won't be denied because of the joy that says before me, I know what God's going to do in my life, and I can't be held back because of the, the love of God and, and, and the price that he paid for me. Listen. At the end of the day, I know it was all about the price that he paid for me. He bought you with a ransom. And you just have to step into that. So, Father, I thank you tonight, Father, for what you're going to do in certain people, individual lives tonight. Lord, you move us out of the place of being, of questioning and Lord, being addicted to comfort, God, we step out of comfort and into you. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're our comfort comforter and you're chasing us. <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. He's chasing us and he's the one that's filled with comfort. So, Lord, we, we just chase you and we allow you to chase us. And we thank you, Father, for what you're doing in this time, in this hour. And God, I just declare over this entire body, Father, your full fire, your flame of fire just to be released, Lord, that as we put all the chips in, that's what I'm calling you to do tonight, just put the chips in. If you hadn't done it before, put the rest of them in. You can't hold them back. It's the last deal. It's the last round. You have to, God wants you to just go for it. Oh, there'll be another game, right? Don't wait till the next game. Just put them all in now. Just put them all in now. So come on, come on. Come up. We'll just pray. We'll pray.